and it's a huge, huge benefit because the closer you are to the present moment time, the more power you have, the more abundance you have, the healthier you are, uh, your relationships work better. And that's just the minimum. Welcome to Masajati's podcast, Exponential Intelligence, where you can transform simply by listening. Experience the power of frequencies and the next step in consciousness evolution. So spatial referencing might seem simple in the beginning, you know, it's like, well, shit, the furniture is there, I'm here. Yes, you know, and you think, well, that's pretty simple. But, you know, the, the more in-depth you go, the more you practice it. So just give it a try. You'll start to see why things happen to you the way they do. And then you actually say, start to separate. The deeper levels, the intermediate and advanced level. So if you are, say, possessed at some level or taken over at some level, or, uh, and again, these aren't my words, but that's what those people who are possessed or consumed or get taken over by dead people or spirits or entities, whatever. Uh, again, these are your labelings for you to understand. Uh, I have a different level uh, of understanding. It's a presence or a frequency that's not yours, that's in your space. Okay, you start to understand because those things are outside of your reality. So those things can't be, say, perceived by you, although they're there. Uh, a lot like uh, wireless communication. You know, if you could visually see all the, say, the radio waves that are going through in this room, uh, you wouldn't see anybody around you because we'd be filled with, say, frequency, right? So they'd exist just because we can't, say, see them in our sensory perception, right? Our five senses doesn't mean that they don't exist, okay? So there are people that are very sensitive to the higher frequencies. So what that means is that, you know, you might call them intuitive, you might call them, you know, I, I don't know, uh, whatever they call it, uh, you know, Clairvoyant, clairaudio, and all that. Basically, what that is is that it's an expansive. Uh, their hearing is more expansive, so they understand it more. They 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 hear more than what's there. Okay? Their visual cues are more expansive, so they can see deeper than what's there. Like we can't see X-ray vision, but bees, uh, I believe, can see X-ray vision. They have an X-ray vision uh, rather than what we see in color. Right. So, so as you spatial reference you start to say, see, or start to experience who that identity or what that presence is about. Okay. You start to see, and this is gets where it's really cool, you start to say, delineate realities. Because there's realities interwoven within this reality. And it's like, literally when I see that, it's like, it's like a fabric. If you've ever taken a microscopic look at, at a fabric, or if you just look at a fabric, how the threads are interwoven to create this safe fabric, well, that's realities. They're meshed in between. And you start to become aware of, say, which reality, because if you're moved by, say, you know, a millisecond, you're in, say, you see that your reality from a very different perspective. Okay? So in the intermediate or advanced level, you actually start to, say, hone in or calibrate at a more precise level where you render yourself in space-time. And it's a huge huge benefit because the closer you are to the present moment time, the more power you have, the more abundance you have, the healthier you are, uh, your relationships work better. And that's just the minimum. But this is where, again, the limitless self starts to come about. Uh, other aspects of, uh, of realities, 
is that those who say time travel or astro travel, uh, again, those are your definitions of it. I see it from a different perspective. Or you can go into a higher consciousness. And some of you go, well, shit, that's not real. But, you know, when you take a look at, uh, say, Nikola Tesla or even, you know, Elon Musk from Tesla, he uh, uh, or they, where they get their ideas or where most inventors get their ideas is that, you know, they're here. They float into another consciousness at some level and then they bring back that level or, or that consciousness. But with Nikola Tesla, it didn't work out well for him. I mean, he had a fantastic, uh, again, inventions, again, that affected even today's world. But as a human, he got a little disoriented or distorted as he aged, right? Uh, you wouldn't have to have that or he wouldn't have had to have that happen to him if he knew about spatial referencing because what you could do in Nikola Tesla's case, and again, these are advanced topics that we cover in the lecture series. You can expand into a higher level consciousness, grab that idea or invention, okay? And then stop, plop back in into precise, uh, precise moment in time, and you get more clarity of who you are, but more of an expansive vision. Uh, and this would be beneficial, for, you know, for entrepreneurs, those individuals who see the next best, best thing out there, uh, who get great ideas, right? Uh, and have helped uh, actually uh, quite a few high-level people create better visions of where they are because, well, this one vision, I, I can't uh, tell you his name, but uh, again, a fantastic man. He would go into, say, a deep trance state, download a movie or a concept uh, for a movie, and then it would take him weeks to recover from that download, okay? Now, there's a lot of people like that, like Elon Musk. Uh, he would have, say, probably issues. Again, I'm not diagnosing Elon, but the way he references or, say, gets his ideas can kind of mess him up as he ages. But back to my example, he, it would take him like two, three weeks, you know, to reclaim himself and re-identify who he is. And every time he had a great vision, because he you know, of a movie or a concept. Uh, they were fantastic movies. They were blockbuster movies, but again, really messed him up at his personal life. So what we did for him is help them with spatial referencing. And he understood more of where the idea and the concepts came from. And he could put two and two together. So imagine the possibilities. But those are all advanced versions of what spatial referencing can do for you, right? So hopefully, uh, if you have any questions, uh, and again, write them in, uh, customers, customer with an S, at masajani.com for more about spatial referencing. Oh, I do teach spatial referencing on uh, the, uh, the weekly elevation meditation series, and then also the 18-day uh, meditation series, which is really the fastest way to transform any aspect of your life. So now that you're excited about spatial referencing, it's like, whoa, that's, that's really cool. You know, I, I want that. So how do you practice it? So, so there's a couple of ways. One, you can do the 18-day uh, meditations, the intense meditations that just literally forces you or pushes you into, say, the present moment time. And then you can decipher or you start to understand, even within the first session, you can understand where you create yourself or where you see yourself compared to where you should be.
Okay. So uh, again, I do that for you, uh, again, pushing you into it. The other way where you should do it on your own, and this would be your homework if you're an XIer, is, is start to become aware of how you see yourself, how you create your body here. So what that means is that, uh, again, no matter what you're doing, driving, working, you know, holding onto your phone, especially when you're holding onto your phone, you want to see the objects around you. Right uh, while you're driving, you can and it's you're a, you become a safer driver. It's like oh wow, I can I can sense the driver, you know, the the car coming approaching me from from the left side. So be very visual. For example, in spatial referencing, it's like oh okay, that driver is coming from the left side of me, and 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 again verbalize that or mental you know mentally say that driver is coming from the left side of me here. Does that make sense? Because it puts, say, abstract uh, concepts into, say, more disciplined concepts for you. Uh, or if you're approaching some somebody, okay, uh, you'd go, hey, I'm you know, getting closer to the door. But in the beginning, okay, uh, and maybe I should talk about this as well. In the beginning, you always want to reference the object and then you. Okay, there's an importance of that, and I'll get to that in the next question. So as you're, say, approaching a room, you start to become familiar or understand or notice the details, say, of the door that you're approaching, right? Or in, in other words, the door is getting closer to you. The door is getting closer to your chest, for example, or, you know, your feet or whatever it, it, whatever it is. Uh, again, in the beginning, you want say, certain objects, certain body parts, okay? Or if you smell something, it's like, hmm, I smell something, and then start to decipher where that scent is coming from uh, and or where that hearing is coming from. And you can do that throughout the day. When you're holding your phone or you're on the computer, you can tell people who are just lost, right? So in the back of your mind, notice how you're sitting as you're on the computer. You'll last longer on the computer, you'll get more creative, uh, you'll have more energy, you'll have the right stature, right? You won't be slouched down. Uh, again, it'll create much more energy as you become aware of your body, okay? And even when you're thinking, you know, people are way too much in their head. It's like, I don't have time, you know, for this physical stuff, I'm way too in my head. Imagine yourself in your body, imagine referencing, I don't know, your spine, the base of your spine, okay? And then think, in your head uh, and you'll you'll see how much clearer that your thinking is uh, when you're using your phone right notice how you're holding your phone if you're sitting down if you're standing up so be aware of your reference points around you as you say read whatever that you're reading and you know over time in a very short period of time if it's garbage that you're getting sucked into, you know, like social media and stuff that doesn't do you any good, you'll get very disinterested in those things that aren't purposeful for you. Okay? You don't have to force yourself to say not not get absorbed into social media or all those things that are you know used improperly. Uh, you would naturally not do that because you benefit being here in this moment in time. Okay, so it's very very simple for your kids. Or for those who are young, say babies, who are, are say, um, um, you know, not in the best moods or, you know, they always cry. Uh, start to talk about where they are. 
they might not understand it. You know, they might be like a nine-month-old baby. But when you start to talk about where they are, they actually reference, say, where your voice is compared to where they are. Okay? Or you might, you know, rub them on, you know, on their chest or their back and so on. And again, it'll bring them back into their body. The other aspect is, um, why, do you, why do you want to always, say, reference outside objects and then you? Okay. Well, we can just do a quick little exercise on why that happens. Uh, just take a deep breath in. And then notice your body. Notice yourself. And then notice, say, the object in front of you. Or behind you or wherever. Do you see your consciousness or steps out of you? And you keep doing that enough times in the day that you literally render yourself somewhere else. If you're with a problem person, let's say, you step out of yourself and it's like, oh, that person, they're garbage. Literally, you step into their garbage. Okay? Does that make sense? And then what do you do? Something shakes you or they say something and then you find yourself back into yourself. Right? You go, oh. And then you notice, but then, you know, what happens is like, again, you extend out, right? Because you're referencing you first, you extend them first. And then it's like, oh, something happens, it jars you. And then what do you do? You pull their essence, because that's what people do. Uh, we're creatures of, say, uh, our nature, our environment. You pull all their garbage or their essence into you. And then you go, oh, what is this stuff? You know, and you think it's you. So, so that's why you always want to reference other things and that's why you always reference wants to reference inanimate objects first in the beginning okay uh, in the advanced features when you're really powerful uh, you can actually say expand so when I work on say large groups I reference myself first okay because I'm of a you know I resonate differently or higher frequencies and then I expand that out so it's like a tuning fork for, for those individuals. So this would be great for like leaders. Um, this is where you don't have to uh, use propaganda. You don't have to lie. You don't have to, uh, you know, distort data or anything like that because people will just follow you because of your frequency if you're sending out, you know, if you're pure and proper, they'd go, shit, I want that frequency. I want to follow that guy or that person. Does that make sense? So again, there's no propaganda you need. You don't need like uh, Hitler tactics or anything like uh, all that stuff that uh, most leaders and most governments and most everything uses to control. You don't need that type of control. Uh, it's very, uh, well, it's very offensive, one, but it's not, it's very detrimental to the masses, but then it's also detrimental to the leader. So um, also when individuals are in chaos, like we are in you know, today's world, right? There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of confusion. When you can reference, and this is the intermediate levels, when you can reference the chaos and then you reference you, okay, it allows you to concentrate who you are. So in those moments of chaos and turmoil, you become more solid than ever. It's amazing how it works. Again, you don't fall into the fray you become more solid and identified. And that's why many people who practice XI, they go, Mas, you know, I feel all these frequencies and chaos and all this, I don't know, whatever destruction around me, but why do I feel so solid? 
because you're spatial referencing properly. You're understanding all the chaos, the frequencies, and then you're referencing yourself. It's become a habit for you. Uh, at first, by the way, it is. Uh, it does take a little work to make it conscious, but then later on, it just be you you naturally do. You naturally, it's like second nature for you. Uh, but that chaos becomes really potent for you. This is where you can turn anger, somebody's anger, right? They're blaring at you, right? You're taking all their shit. But then when you do it properly, you reference their anger and then you reference you in your way. Anger has a lot of power. Jealousy has a lot of power. Hatred has a lot of power. Envy has a lot of power. Uh, sloth, um, 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 ignorance, um, guilt has a lot of power, but it has a power to destroy you. Right? When you do spatial referencing from whoever you're receiving that from, again, it doesn't matter what, you'll start to solidify who you are if you do it properly. So those are the benefits of, um, or those are, well, those are the benefits of spatial referencing, but that is why, again, you in the beginning and intermediate and even advanced levels, you always want to reference outside objects and then you. Say for example, somebody's coming at you with a lot of anger, okay? What most people do when, anger is very, it's a very uh, interesting frequency for me. Uh, and again, most you know, self-improvement individuals, they always go, well, you know, you squelch your anger uh, or you diffuse your anger and all that. But this is this is this example. In this example, we're going to be talking about somebody's really angry at you. How do you get to be, say, a stronger version of yourself? So the logistics of that, say, the 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 relationship there is when somebody is angry, it's a vortex. If you the, the, well, there's different types, but most individuals have create a vortex or a vacuum. Okay, and then what happens is the weaker individual gets pulled in to into that individual, right? When you when you see an angry person, for example, and again, there's two there's two categories of anger. One individual who implodes, and as they implode, they literally vacuum you into their bullshit. Okay, and then you're entangled in that. Okay, and that's why those types of individuals always need somebody to be angry at them. Okay, so it's the two components. The other aspect of anger is that they explode and all their bullshit, shrapnel, I guess, explodes into you. So either way, you know, you're either jumping into their bullshit or they're spewing their bullshit on you, okay? So what you do with spatial referencing is that you notice, are they imploding or are they exploding, okay? With spatial referencing, you get the hang of it and you understand Right? So if you're asking me, well, how do I know? Start to study people and you'll start to study or understand their frequencies when you, once you understand your frequencies. So for the imploding type, you start to see literally how they vortex or suck. It's a vacuum. It's, and you know, just like a vacuum, it's really hard to pull away, like a vortex, right? Like black, it's a black hole. You can't say, once you're sucked into that current, it's really hard to pull out. So, so again, and that's why many people, uh, again, get into angry situations all the time. But uh, you start to notice the vortex and you step outside of that vortex, whether it's a physical uh, distance of removal 
or you know, a disconnect, hanging up the phone on them or whatever it might be. But you pay attention to, again, their type of anger and then you pay attention to yourself. That's the key. You don't allow them at a frequency level to control what you're getting sucked into and what you're getting pushed into. Okay. So, so again, just to highlight, you sense their anger. What type is it? Is it an explosive anger or is it an internal anger? And just to give you some clues, internal anger, they're always like, why did you do this to me? Why did this? So they hammer themselves, but it, you're to blame. So those are the words that say implosive, uh, imploding anger. Explosive anger is, is how could you do this to me? Again, they explode and they push it on you. So it's your responsibility that they're feeling that way. So, so notice key words because, again, they're associated. Once you understand that, it's like, oh, shit. And that's the biggest key is once you understand that the type of anger, it doesn't work on you anymore because you start to understand the mechanics. But once you understand the mechanics, their energy can be harnessed because that's a lot of energy. You don't want to dissipate it. You harness it, you hone it, and then you focus it in upon yourself. Okay? You're not grabbing their bullshit from them. You're grabbing, say, the energy or the reality that they expanded or imploded into. And that purity of anger, no matter how messed up that person is, that purity of anger, because it's a pure emotion, it's the purity that you're filtering through. And again, I teach this in an advanced uh, series on spatial referencing. It hones you to a T and it pushes your bullshit out of you. And that's the key. You really harness uh, who you are and you actually get to see your weakness. And it's like, wow, this is my weakness. It, and it might have nothing to do with the person, but it's like, damn, that's my weakness. And you remove it out. You, so you use their anger. Okay? And again, I, I teach on how to use anger or negative emotions that you're supposed to stay away from properly uh, in the advanced lecture series. So how do you spatial reference in, say, the, the anger state? So, so, so whether, uh, one, you're spatial referencing how the consciousness of, say, an implosive anger works, because you will, will literally, say, sense that person and how they render their reality as it creates a void in them. And then as you, say, render, as you see their reality, you see their reality, you see your reality here. Okay, does that make sense? Okay. Uh, and the same thing with an explosive type of anger, right? You see how they affect the reality, and then again, you 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 reference a body part. Anger is is like um, you know, like the atom bomb, right? There's an explosion, and then there's that surge of. Uh, it's not sound waves, but it's a surge of waves that destroys everything around it. Same thing here. So when you define who you are, okay, which is really key, uh, when you define who you are at a deep level and that wave comes at you, you get compressed into yourself more. Okay? If you don't know who you are, well, you get compressed into yourself more. Again, a pure concentrated definition of who you are and you expel the weaknesses that you are. Okay? But when you don't know who you are, you scatter yourself just like the angry person and that wave that's coming at you literally destroys you or scatters you. Does that make sense? 
or the other way, they vortex you into them. Thanks for joining. The episode you just listened to is encoded with frequencies of higher consciousness. It's normal if you begin to feel differently or confused. It's the process of change. For best results, observe and practice spatial referencing. Ask yourself, what if I could choose things differently? To learn more, subscribe to the Exponential Intelligence Podcast, sign up for the newsletter for exclusive information and offers, or join Maz on social media through the links in the show notes below.